The U.S. allows the U.N. Security Council to denounce Israeli settlements. Biden admin is negotiating a deal to give the WHO authority over U.S. pandemic policies. And is the U.N. Agenda 2030 a scheme to imprison you? All this and more today on End Time. Welcome to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're talking about a number of things that uh, should interest you very much, particularly that Biden is, or at least the Biden administration, is negotiating this deal to give WHO authority in case of a pandemic. And Doug, the interesting thing about this, when we say pandemic now, I guess we're, we're programmed to think something like covid but it really expands to more than that. Is that correct? Yeah, this will expand to all kinds of different things. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting <laughs> at how this thing's worded. So, Well, we're going to talk about those things. But first, we want to take you to a video that we think you need to watch. In reality, Agenda 2030 is all about inventory and control. How many people are there there? Uh, where do they live? How, how do, can we move those people into cities that they control? Sustainable Development Goal 11. It talks about, and if I may quote, integrated and sustainable human settlement planning and management. With a quote, ratio of land consumption rate to population uh, growth rate. Oh my gosh, this sounds like we're so free in America, doesn't it? To Agenda 2030, people are the disease, and they need to be taken out of the rural areas and herded into cities. I wish I had time tonight to go through all of this, but there is a reason that you might have noticed that farmland is being claimed by eminent domain in states all over the country. It's this. They are targeting our kids now and indoctrinating them in public school systems. They are moving forward, and they don't hide it. You can see it in their charter called Transforming Our World. This, I think, is going to infuriate you. Uh, let me give you the quote. What we're announcing today, an agenda for global action for the next 15 years, is a charter for people and planet in the 21st century. Children and young women and men are critical agents of change and will find in the new goals a platform to channel their infinite capabilities for activism into the creation of a better world. All right. So interesting stuff, Doug. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into this story a little bit more and what Biden and the WHO have in mind. So pause what you're doing. Hit the share icon. Hit the heart. Let us know that you're watching by commenting in the video. Your friends and family need to see what in the world is going on, not only with the Biden administration, but also with uh, world government entities like the WHO, like the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. We're diving off into all that today. So it's going to be a great show, Doug. Are you going to move to a 15-minute city, or is that not really in your agenda? <laughs> it's not on my agenda, but I don't know what they're going to try to force me to do, but that's not part of my plan. No. I don't think they'd let you in. <laughs> I hope they won't. <laughs> Maybe they'll just throw me in some prison camp somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I might be better suited for something like that. Well, is, is that one and the same with these 15-minute cities, uh, or what? It could be. We're going to we're gonna really have to think about that in the future. I mean, we've talked about the smart cities a lot, Vince, 
and even they're implementing those here in, in Dallas, in the Dallas area with these smart cities that are coming up everywhere. But when you tie it in with the 15 minute city, which is what we're starting to hear from the EU and, and uh, Europe where they're already being set up, it does sound somewhat like a, a prison and not really freedom at all. Well, what is the story then about the 15 minute cities? What do we need to cover here? Yeah, so they're already uh, beginning to enforce this in some of the British uh, areas there in, in Europe. And so what they do is they divide these cities up into what they call 15-minute cities, where they want you to not travel outside of 15 minutes of your little uh, smart city. Okay. Okay? They're also... So for, for me right now, it takes me about 18 minutes to get to work. Right. So I would be out of the zone. Yeah, you'd be three minutes out. So you can't do that. What they're, what they're really wanting to implement here is that people wouldn't own vehicles anymore. You wouldn't need a vehicle because everything's within 15 minutes of your home. So it's within walking distance or it's within driving or riding a bike uh, distance like that uh, and, and not more than 15 minutes from your home. We're already beginning to see that uh, all over the place. You know, here in the United States, we're watching these apartment complexes come up with everything that you need located right there in the apartment complex itself, you know, uh, barbershops and doctor's office and nail places for the women and workout gyms and bars, everything, grocery stores. I mean, I, I remember one that was here locally in, in Plano in the city we live in. It had a 7-Eleven as a corner store right there on the bottom of an apartment complex. And so it was open 24-7. Anytime you needed something, you just run down to 7-Eleven real quick and get it. Uh, that's that's what they want, but the which the, is extremely convenient. Absolutely, it's, it's convenient. Like, where else would you live when you could live here? Right. I mean, that's kind of the point to it is they want to make it fun. They want to make it an environment to where you want to stay in your little fifteen minute city. Uh, but the thing about it, what they're doing, and we'll we'll learn more about this with the WHO uh, a little bit later, is they are implementing uh, facial recognition and tracking everyone so that they can see exactly where they are. It's another reason why uh, the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and the UN want you to have a COVID passport ID. So everyone has the same type of passport and they can check it as you go through different areas where they read your facial uh, structure and they can identify you and they can know if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. They can know uh, you know, if there's anything going on with you. And once they get all this set up on a financial system like the digital currency system, they'll be able to just withdraw money straight from your account when you break one of their rules. And so we've seen things like this before. We've shown videos on here before uh, that was kind of an animated Klaus Schwab, but he did say, you'll own nothing and be happy. And so uh, that's what they're working toward, and that's what this is about, and it's all about the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And they care about the environment, supposedly. But supposedly. Rare Foundation USA, they reported that the socialists pushing these outrageous proposals care much, much less about the environment than about controlling you. Mm -hmm. UN Agenda 2030 is nothing less than global government tyranny that enslaves all humanity while calling the scheme sustainable development or equality. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. So you, you, we have all this happening and people are beginning to call it out. 
I, I saw one video the other day where a gentleman actually, it took him like two weeks to escape his 15-minute city and get far enough away to where he felt safe enough to do a video. <laughs> How long did you say? Two weeks. Two weeks to go 15 minutes. To, to get out of that area, yeah, where he was out of harm's way, I guess, yeah. you know, to keep him from being uh, threatened by uh, the... I guess the uh, people who are over that smart city. Well, they also mentioned equality here, Doug, and mm -hmm. you said those nail places were in there for the women, but there's some men that enjoy that. Well, sure, I guess so. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into more about this story and also how the Biden administration is negotiating this deal with the WHO on the other side of the break. We are taking your calls, and there are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls, 877-END-TIME is the number to join us, 877-363-8463. I do want to remind you that we are helping Jewish and Christian communities in Turkey that we're directly connected to um, with relief that were uh, impacted by the, uh, the earthquake that happened there. So you can go to endtime.com slash turkey. If the Lord lays it on your heart to give to this cause, go there. You can learn more about the specific communities that we are connected with and um, see, you know, just what the Lord wants you to do in, in your participation of this. Like I said, we're connected to, um, I think it's 10 Jewish families and then uh, several Christian families, and we're trying to help them get reestablished as everything that they have has been destroyed from this. And so if it's on your heart to give, go to endtime.com turkey to learn more about that. Also, don't forget we have a tour coming up where we are going to take 
busloads of people to Israel. Uh, Doug and his wife Tina will be on one of those buses. Dave and his wife Jana will be on another bus. And you will travel through Israel from Jerusalem up to Galilee, all over the place. It's going to be a wonderful time. It's an experience uh, not quite like anything else that you would get anywhere else. So, uh, and in, in fact, we baptize people in the Jordan River there as well. So if you are interested in being baptized in the Jordan River, we take a day where we go and do this on this tour. So go to endtime.com tour, or you can call 800-END-TIME and ask for Jana or Brittany, and they will be able to help you out with more information on what it's going to take for you to join us for this particular tour. So be sure to do that. Now, Doug, we were just talking about these 15-minute cities. Mm-hmm. You said you're not living there. Right. I know they won't let me live there because I doubt they let chickens come in, and I've got plenty of those. <laughs> no, they won't let you have And, uh, you know, they want me to go to the 7-Eleven to get my eggs. Yeah. But <laughs> and they want to grow those eggs somewhere other than naturally through a chicken. So they, Yeah, they, maybe <laughs> through a, a lab, yeah, not, not necessarily absolutely. a chicken. Yeah. Um, but this story that kind of ties into this 15-minute city deal that's going on is that Biden has negoti- is in the process of negotiating with the WHO authority to, mm-hmm. to give authority to the WHO over the U.S. Right. Now, and it's not just the U.S. This is a worldwide thing that 100 and I think 194 nations. Remember, they we covered this last year when they tried to sneak it through. Yes. Uh, it's gotten a little bit more coverage this year. But uh, Biden tried it once before. It went before the board there with the U.N. and the WHO and it was voted down by, uh, I believe that there were like four different countries and uh, South Africa was one of them, I can't remember the other three, but they voted it down and so uh, it, it didn't go through. But they're trying to kind of push it through again this year and it is one of those things that we need to pay attention about and I think last year we even prompted everybody to call their senators and tell their senators, look, we don't want any part of this. It uh, wouldn't be a bad idea to do it again, folks, uh, to reach out to your state legislatures and just tell them uh, we don't want to be part of this WHO uh, bill that Biden's trying to pull through. But remember about a month ago, they were having uh, one of their WEF, uh, World Economic Forum, uh, meetings, and you had a man from India, and he talked about how we needed to give our uh, surrender our uh, authority over to the WHO in epidemic type of situations. Well, one of the things that kind of disturbs me about events is that they want to be able to declare not just that type of a pandemic emergency, but they would be able to declare any kind of an emergency that was even affecting the climate. And so I know... Is this conspiracy? No, this is... this Not yet, but what I'm about to say is... Okay. <laughs> because I want... Well, I know we're going to get calls about it, and I know people are going to ask this question, so I'm just going to get it out there right now. We're going to talk about it right now because we've had, over the past week or two weeks, we've had several different uh, environmental changing events happen. I mean, there's been uh, gas lines busted. There's been... Uh, you know, train derailments, there's been factories, chemical factories that w- were on fire all of a sudden, and they've happened all over the place. Mm-hmm. California, uh, New Mexico, Texas, Florida, Ohio, uh, I think there was even one up around uh, Pittsburgh somewhere. And so uh, that's happening, but it's also happening in Italy, it's happening in China. So it's happening in different places, we're seeing this happen. So, so here's the, the question that I pose. 
could any of this be planned? Could any of this be something? You heard what the sustainable development goal was to, take, to count the people in the rural areas, to move them out of those areas and get them into cities where they can be controlled. So you get them in a smart city, you get them registered, you find out, okay, this is who's living here and this is who they are. You get everything you need to know. Have they been vaccinated? Do they have everything in line with what the UN and the WEF and the WHO uh, want them to be in line with? And is this a way to kind of start doing that kind of stuff? So it's a, it's a question that I know is gonna come up because guess what? I've already filled some emails about it and talked to some people on the phone about it. Is that a possibility? I don't know. I can't tell you for sure if that's what's going on or not, but it is interesting and, and I don't find a coincidence that these things are happening more and more right now. It's very strange. I mean, a year ago, did we have all these factories and plants and train crashes burning up and people having to be evacuated from their city? And I don't know if you've seen the if footage. We, if we did, they weren't being reported on like they are now. Right, like they are now. And, and that's what some people say is, oh, this has been going on, but they just haven't covered it until recently. Well, I've seen a lot of footage of reporters throwing rocks into the Ohio River mm -hmm. and uh, gas coming up out of the bottom of that, bubbling up out of the bottom of it. And you see like the rainbow color liquid on the top of the water. Yeah, the so you know that water's not good to drink. Mm -hmm. So could they take an emergency? That's my question. Not necessarily that that's what this is about had those questions and somebody will probably call in today and want to talk about that but could they take a situation like that if they pass this bill with the WHO and say okay everybody living in this area of Ohio and Pittsburgh and all these other states that are being affected by the river are going to have to move to these areas where we have these smart cities we have filtrations on the water we can control the, the air the environment you need to stay locked down in your home you can't go out except to get groceries those are going to be located in your building all that stuff well Doug it well, I mean it would make it seems like it would make a lot more sense to say um, you know this has occurred in your area mm -hmm. if, if you're consuming the water or brushing your teeth with the water or anything with the water you could get sick and die. Right. If you feed it to your animals, they will get sick and die. And so uh, because we're caring for you, we're going to move you into this area and we're going to cover all expenses. You just have to live there for six months while we clean up your your homeland right. area. And so that seems like it could make a lot of sense that that, that would happen. Right. And so uh, we, we've seen these kind of things before, like when there's been disasters we saw with Katrina and down in uh, New Orleans area we saw them move people out into uh, some of the section 8 housing and things like that in other states so we've seen them do things like that before where it's helping people but this is talking about controlling people and being able to control your global food supply your your global water supply all those things that they want you to do plus monitoring and surveillance of populations. So that right there should, should worry everybody a little bit. That's what part of this plan is about. They declare what the emergency is and then they have the authority to go in, lock you down and keep surveillance over you. And like we were talking about a while ago, it is like a concentration camp or something to where they're gonna give you freedom to move around where you don't feel like you're a prisoner, but you're virtually going to be a prisoner. So people are asking, is this stuff all planned? Your answer is, oh, we don't know. Yeah, we can't. It seems that. odd, but it's not like we're going to come out and say it's planned because we don't know that. Right. Um, but what we do know is that these agendas are being discussed. Mm -hmm. 
They do want to put people in these cities. They do want to be able to uh, control things. Mm -hmm. And then this article goes on to say that if a health emergency is declared, so this is the deal that Biden is, the Biden admin is um, negotiating with the WHO. If a health emergency is declared, all signatories would have to submit to the authority of the WHO regarding treatments. Mm -hmm. Treatments. Mm -hmm. So that means that if you are in the United States and this deal goes through, that they're going to control the treatments of the citizens? Yeah. Is that, is, am I reading that correctly? That's, that's what I understand. And we're legally bound to enforce that, mm-hmm. according to this. So if they tell you line up and take this shot, you better line up and take the shot. Yeah. That's what, basically what that's talking about. Or, the, the, or there's potential legal ramifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Government regulations such as lockdowns and vaccine mandates, global supply chains, and monitoring and surveillance of populations. Now, the um, the Epoch Times reported that, so you can go there to learn more about the specific story that they are sharing. It goes on to say that, um, according to David Bell, they want to see a centralized vaccine and medication-based response and a very restrictive response in terms of controlling populations. That's yeah. part of this deal with the WHO that Biden, the Biden administration is negotiating. Yeah. So and nothing's signed yet. No, no, and, and it's, it's going to have to be agreed upon with all those nations, I would imagine, but it seems like Biden is wanting to push this through and go forward with it. Uh, he's one of the lead uh, leaders of, of nations that is kind of pushing it and saying this is what we need. Uh, of course, we know we've got pictures of Biden at the World Economic Forum, and we know that they're doing this along with the UN and the WHO. So they're all pushing this agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've even seen where uh, we've seen uh, Noah Harari say, you know, w- there's going to come a time where human beings are just going to, they're, they're going to be obsolete. We're not going to need them. And, and when he's asked, when somebody said, well, what will we do if we're not needed anymore? He goes, I don't know, probably um, take drugs and play video games. So that's, that's really how they look at us and that's how they care about us is, you know, as long as they keep us sedated and they're doing that now. I mean, if you, if you think about what happened during COVID, I, I believe that the COVID-19 situation was, was kind of an experiment to find out if people would do what they were telling us to do. And so they kind of, you know, started putting out movies on TV and, you know, that you could binge watch and all this stuff. And everybody just kind of became in their own little bubble for a year. And it was very strange because think about that. We've all lost a year of contact with people that we knew. And I mean, it was a social experiment to me, the way I look at it. And it looks like, well, if we got them to do that about this, maybe we can create another situation. But I don't know that. Like I said before, I don't know that all this is a planned situation is going on with things, but I know what their plan is based on what we can read from their own websites and see they want you out of the country areas. They don't want people like us that own acreage and have animals and and crops and things like that. They want us in the city so that they can control what we do and where we go. So we don't know necessarily these situations from the news and from what's happening around the world, but from Bible prophecy, we know there's going to be a world government that is established. Absolutely. We know there's going to be a world economic system that is established. Mm-hmm. We know there's going to be a world belief system, the world religion. We know these world organizations are coming according to Bible prophecy. Right. But this isn't that. Is that correct? This, we're not there yet. 
Yeah, we're not there yet only because the Antichrist has not been revealed to us yet. So it's not going to get to that point, but we are building upon the building foundation for the that. The system's being created. Yeah, we're watching it every day. We're watching things happen more and more with the, the one world government, with the one world religion, the one world economic system. We're watching all those things begin to be set in place. And, you know, I mean, we talk about how it's one of the most exciting times to be alive right now than it's ever been because we're actually watching Bible prophecy come to pass. I, w I would put it right up there with when Jesus came the first time, the, the signs and the things that were happening in the world, anybody that was paying attention was probably excited knowing that the Messiah was coming. Yeah. And so here we are again knowing we're getting close to the second coming of Jesus Christ and it's something we kind of get excited about because you can prove just by watching the news Hey, look where we are right now. Look at all these things happening. Yeah. The Bible said what happened Absolutely. just before Jesus comes back. Yeah. And here it is developing. So it, it is a great time to be alive. Yeah. And we have the pleasure of being alive to help disciple people, to help them grow in their relationship with Jesus and get them ready for these times. Apparently, Absolutely. we are going to be equipped to handle this stuff. So uh, I believe that we are yeah. as much as I can't explain that. And part of what helps us is going through Jerusalem Prophecy College, Doug. Go yeah, to anytime.com slash JPC to learn more about that. We have time for a quick call here, so let's go to Jim in the truck. Jim, welcome to End Time. Gentlemen, how are you doing? We're well. How are you, sir? All right, man. I'll tell you, talk about a dry run. Uh, it's just what's going on here. I'm talking to people out there, and, uh, you know, this... Klaus Schwab and all these people are saying these things are going to happen, and then they happen. Uh, it's uh, basically, you say the Antichrist hasn't been revealed yet, but I believe that he is through these people. He, his agenda is being revealed as we go down this road, and we're getting closer and closer to what's going to happen. But like I said, we know we can look up for our redemption draws tonight because we know what's going to happen when the Lord's coming back. All right, we know the end result, but this is going to fail. They call themselves the elitists. They think we're idiots, just like Doug was saying, and you. And that's what they think. They think that we're going to sit back and throw popcorn at the TV screen and just uh, not care. But we, there are people out there that I'm going to tell you right now, they might not be serving the Lord Jesus Christ, but they are going to be patriots and rise up against this insanity. And however God's going to do it, I, that's what I wanted to ask you guys, too, is, how do you think, you know, what are the options, like, do you think there's like A, B, C, and D, or what are the options of what, how this could play out? What do you think? Well, Jim, for one thing, I know, you know, we know how it's going to play out because of the Bible. We, we know that we're going to win at the end, but it does say that the Antichrist is going to make war against the saints. And so in, in order to have a war, you've got to have somebody to fight against. And so... Uh, I, I know that there will be some people. The Bible says that those that shall go into captivity shall go into captivity, and those who die by the sword shall die by the sword. So there's going to be people that resist what's going to happen there in the Great Tribulation. But right now, I think as Christians, we need to be pointing people toward Jesus. We need to be on our knees praying, and we need to be in His Word every day. Put on the armor of God and be ready for it, brother. Absolutely. Amen. Praise God, gentlemen. Thank you. Have a blessed day. and. Uh... I'm listening all the time. Have a blessed day, guys. Thanks, Jim. God bless you. We appreciate your call. We do have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after this break. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. 
The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. I uh, remind you to go to endtime.com slash turkey once again. We're helping the Jewish community and Christian community that we're directly connected to uh, that have been impacted by the earthquake that occurred. So you can go to endtime.com slash turkey to learn more about that. All right, Doug, so we have talked about um, the U.S. Um, in negotiations with the World Health Organization about this authority over the U.S. That, that they would have in a pandemic situation, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I don't like it a lot, but it's pretty interesting. Also, these 15-minute cities that they would like to establish. We played a video from Glenn Beck that was very informative, and now there's more that kind of ties into that, and it's this, Biden's got some stuff going on with Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. government has some stuff going on with uh, the United Nations and Israel, and it's... Yeah. Um, if I were to look at this story and just react without knowing what the Bible says, I might be concerned. Right. So we want to highlight this story and help people see it more clearly. So Yeah, absolutely. So um, for the first time in six years. Six years? What was six years ago? The Obama administration, I believe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the U.S. has allowed the U.N., to put forth a security council that denounced the Israeli settlements there in uh, Judea. And so we, we talked about this a little bit the other day on Tuesday because we talked about Netanyahu was willing to uh, not allow any more uh, growth in that area to, to move toward this peace deal. And, uh, but, but now what we see is we see the, the administration here in the United States, and of course we know that the United States is supposed to be standing shoulder and shoulder with Israel, which we know from Scripture that we will uh, you know, help Israel during the time of the Great Tribulation. But we're watching this administration now 
uh, not hold back and allow the UN to move forward with these type of votes. So this is basically what's happening right now, Vince, is that uh, Biden didn't try to stop the United Nations from going forward with these restrictions. And the United Nations actually calls, uh, calls those areas uh, stolen uh, territory from the Palestinian people. So that's the way that the UN looks at this. This was a, a bill that was uh, put forth by the Palestinian people and it's really one-sided in the Palestinians' favor. And, uh, and so this is one of those things that they are calling those territories uh, occupied territory in a Palestinian territory. So uh, like I said, Biden has allowed this to move forward. It now will have to go through a vote process uh, by the five uh, members that hold, um, they're the, the five permanent members that hold the veto power there in the UN. It's uh, Britain, China, France, Russia, and the United States. Uh, and so the last time that this was done, we just talked about was six years ago during, uh, it's been a little bit longer now, I think it's 2016 when uh, President Barack Obama abstained from voting and allowed this to, to go forward. That's where we got agenda 2334 from the UN, uh, which basically says that the people building in that area, living in those settlements are um, outlaws. They're basically war criminals because they've possessed property that doesn't belong to them. So we, we saw this years ago, back in the 90s, when Ariel Sharon was in power there. He was the prime minister in Israel and George Bush, uh, George W. Bush was in power at that time. They actually drug uh, Israeli people out of their homes in the Gaza Strip. And immediately, as soon as the, the police led their uh, Jewish people out of their homes, Palestinians ran in there and claimed those homes and everything inside the home. So the Israeli people that were forced out of their home were just drug out and then had to relocate and all their possessions were gone. I feel like you're trying to set me up, Doug. I'm really not. Well, you know what I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, I do know what you're working on. We're, we're developing new content. So uh, Doug, myself, and Dave are in the process of recording and developing new content for End Time Plus. Doug, you've already recorded mm -hmm. the episode that, that is going to be coming out soon. Um, you're doing a video on the two witnesses. Yeah. I'm doing one about this very topic. So yeah. it's fresh on my brain. There's a lot I want to say. Yeah. But we you, don't have you time. You want to save it too, right? <laughs> I, I do want to save it a little bit. I mean, I'm not trying to keep anything from people, but right. I also don't want to uh, lose lose the thunder, you know? Like right. It's built up in me right now, and, and I'm supposed to record tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, you know, I look at this, and I've been looking back in preparation for this of, of what End Time Ministries has been able to accomplish with our partners' help, of course, um, with the Israeli people, with the Jewish people. And, you know, I look back at how God has opened doors to help us get this message out. Now, particularly that we know from Matthew 24 that there's coming a, a time when these Jews that are living in this area are going to have to get out. Absolutely. In fact, Jesus said, this is so critical that if you're out working in the garden, he didn't say garden, the field, working yeah. out in the field, don't go back inside to get your stuff. Right. Like there's coming great persecution, yeah. so heavy 
that you don't even need to go inside to get your stuff. Head for the hills. Yeah. Get out of there. So that's coming. And here we are talking about that happened in Matthew 24. Yeah. How many thousands of years ago was that? Well, at least 2,000. At least two. A long time ago, he said this, this type of thing was coming. Yeah. And here we are, February 21st is when this story came out of this year. Yeah. And they're saying, well, we're not going to side with, we're going to essentially denounce these Israeli settlements. And so yeah. it's extremely connected. Jesus said something like this was coming. Right. Now, there's more to that than just this. But it's coming a day when that's going to happen. And, and, I've, and I've been looking back at what, like I said, what End Time has done with Israel and uh, the Jewish people. And it's amazing how God has opened up doors for us to be in Israel. You know, we have a great relationship with the Jewish agency. Yeah. We've got a campus there, the Jerusalem Prophecy College, a, a, a facility there where people are gathering from all over Israel. Jews and even some that are not Jews are coming in there. And we're talking about by the Bible and Bible prophecy specifically every single week. But on top right. of that, um, the connections that are happening right now are absolutely unbelievable. And God's going to keep opening doors. Um, that's, God is opening doors right now. There's a lot that, that we aren't even able to be talking about right now right. that's happening, that's going to happen in 2023 with End Time Ministries. And I just, I guess I want to pause and say thank you to all of our partners. You guys are the ones that are making this happen. Your continued prayers over the years fuel us in so many ways, more ways than we can tell you. Um, but it fuels us. It keeps us going. And then also your financial contributions are what make all this possible. Many of you are watching this for free. You're listening to this on the radio for free. All that's because partners are giving to this ministry every single month. And so thank you for your contribution. Thank you for your passion to help the Jewish people. Um, something's coming big in Israel um, and it's a, right in alignment with this story. And we are going to do our best to make sure the Jews um, are aware of what Jesus said and we're going to help them to safety as best as we possibly can. And, and you all are a big part of that. So if, you, if the Spirit lays it on your heart to give, Go to endtime.com slash give and become a monthly partner today to contribute um, to these efforts that we have in Israel. So, Absolutely. There's a lot more I want to say, to, <laughs> but I'll refrain. Do we want to get to the calls now? Yeah, we probably should. All right. Well, Joe's listening in um, New York. Let's go to Joe in New York. You guys are great. I love you. Well, we love you, Joe. Listen, I'm going to try to sum up things very simple. It's not a conspiracy. There's no conspiracy. It's a plan right out in the open. Ever since this meathead has been in the White House and he, re you know, he, he, he really ruined our border, you know, I recently, a few weeks ago, saw some photographs that were taken by, you know, the agents down there. I think they were in Texas, but I haven't been able to find these photos. You know, there, there are people coming into our country that are terrorists because they had photographs of people that were not Mexican and not from South America. There were Arab-looking men, and there was an awful lot of Chinese-looking guys. Mm -hmm. And they're in our nation, and they are doing terrorist activities like attacking food processing, our, our, our grids, our, our power stations. They're doing all these little things more and more. And we can thank Joe Biden for that. But it's all part of the plan. They've got to, they've got to knock us down to our knees. You know, these, these elitists. But here's the thing I want to tell the body of Christ. We are God's kids. The United States of America is going to be saved because of our prayers, 
don't lose faith, be strong, know the scriptures. It's all happening on every level all across the world. And they they are big time trying to knock down the United States of America. But I believe it's our prayers that are going to save this nation. But I, you see, Biden's doing something now. Joe Biden, this lunatic, is doing something against Israel. Woe to him. You know what the scriptures say. Anybody that curses Israel is going to be cursed. He who blesses Israel shall be blessed. That's in the word of God. That was written in the Old Testament. And you know what? There's no expiration date to that. It's mm-hmm. continually. And I just encourage everyone to keep praying. Know the Bible. If you love the Lord Jesus, you'll, you'll study his book. And every day, put your heart into it. And, and I was just, before, before I tuned you guys in, I was doing a word study, and I went to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Everybody read that. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Intercessor, He is in us to lead us to know all truth. Amen. That's a fact of life. If you love the Lord and Holy Spirit is in you, you're going to see things unfolding, and that's going to make us stronger, able to pray and stand against the evil one, because behind all these lunatics is Satan. And these people, don't. most of them don't know that. Some of them do know that. But most of them don't. But you see, they don't know that God's kids are here on the earth. Mm-hmm. We are the force that will stand against Satan. And I will encourage everyone, have, you have the authority. If you know and love the Lord, you have spiritual authority over the demons, over Satan. He can't come near you. You're covered by the blood of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And the, the demons, they, they, they shake when they hear that truth. <laughs> yes, they do. We've got to stand in the truth. We've got to not give an inch away from loving the Lord Jesus and proclaim his truth wherever we are. Because that's how, that's how the USA is going to stand till the end, till the, till the return of Messiah Jesus. Because we're going to be praying and we're going to stand. And this lunatic's going to be... Hello, you still with me? We are. Okay, I heard noises there. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm ranting a little bit too much, but it's in my heart because it depends on us. We are the force, the body of Christ, that will keep the USA strong. I pray nightly till 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm up in the spiritual realm pleading the power and covering of the blood of Messiah Jesus over this lunatic city I live in, over New York State and across the United States of America. And the, the demons don't come near my house. They're probably running to, I don't know where they're going, to Albuquerque or God knows where. <laughs> I'm trying to send them into the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. But that's that's my own personal thing. We each have a calling and a way of praying. Joe, we're that's up against what, a break, so we got to let you go. Thank you so much for your call. We always enjoy it when you give us a call. We do have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. 
My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, we're going to be getting back to the phones here pretty quick, so if anybody ever wanted to get on the show, it would be a perfect time. Um, and I guess I should tell everyone before they start calling an email with great concern, I'm not wearing lipstick on my nose. This is I've just <laughs> been blowing my nose so much that it looks uh, like... Kind of like Rudolph, but... Yeah, y'all pray for Vince. It is what it is. I mean, I feel fine. Yeah. Uh, ever since I had what I believe was COVID a couple years ago, I've struggled with sinus problems, and yeah. uh, I'm kind of annoyed by that. So it's not lipstick before you go freaking out on me. We had so many people concerned about me on that uh, last round of uh, chapped lips thing that I figured yeah. I should tell them right now so they can... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't be concerned about me. Right. Um, but do pray. I, I would appreciate your prayers because I believe God can heal me of whatever this sinus stuff is that I've struggled with for so many years now. But uh, He hasn't yet, and I'm still believing, and I'm hopeful. And like I said, I feel good. I just have to keep blowing my nose, which is super annoying. Um, and uh, it is what it is. So let's get back to our calls. We will go to uh, Toby in Washington. Toby, welcome to End Time. Yes, we all right, we're here. Okay, good. I'll try to make it quick and enjoy your guys' program. I've just been tuned in for the last uh, year and a half. It's really okay. I know a lot about the stuff when I was a kid. Toby, we're, we're kind of, if you can, I don't know how far you were from your phone there, but we kind of lost I you lost for a second. For a sec. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, perfectly. Okay, so the question is, is I'm studying Revelations 20, so... Uh, I'll try to make it quick here in a paragraph I wrote. So the pro false prophet uh, stoned in the lake of fire. The seven plagues come after that. Uh, then Christ returns and ends it all is what I thought. I thought it was over at that point. But then Revelation 20 says uh, Satan's bound for a thousand years as Christ reigns with the martyrs and the priests. Uh, but then Satan's unbound again and returned to raise havoc again. Can you explain that to me? Well, yeah, Toby, there's going to be people that are going to live into the millennial reign. We see that uh, when the Battle of Armageddon happens in Zechariah 14, we see in verse 16 there that the survivor of those nations that came in to uh, invade Israel, that they will live into that millennial reign and they'll go up and they'll worship the Lord in Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Tabernacles. So we're going to have Jewish uh, people that are going to survive. They're going to see Jesus when He comes to the Mount of Olives. Those people that recognize Jesus there as the Messiah, 
They'll, they'll ask for forgiveness for being so blinded. The Bible says that one third of them will survive, that they will live into that millennial uh, reign as well. So people are going to live into the millennial reign. So for a thousand years, the book of Isaiah, I think uh, chapter 65 tells us that there's going to be people that are born in that time. There's going to be people that die in that time. So they're going to be mortal beings living there. We who were raptured in that first resurrection will be priests among those people to help teach them and help them learn and will rule and reign with Jesus Christ for that thousand year period. After that thousand years is over, is the reason why Satan is released is because um, God allows everyone to have free will. He allows you to have a choice to love Him and follow Him or to follow darkness. And so the devil will be released again to go into the world and, and convince people who aren't true followers of Jesus Christ to come against Jesus again at another battle that is called Gog and Magog there. It's not the same Gog and Magog as we see in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but basically what that is is when all the nations of the world go against God. And so that's what we're going to see again at the end of that uh, where the devil is loosed and they're going to be re uh, come back and people are going to, even though they've been living under a millennial reign for a thousand years, they're going to rebel. There's going to be people that rebel against God and the devil will be the cause of that. But for 1,000 years while he's bound, it'll be peace on earth. Wow, that is awesome. You just summed it all up for me there in a heartbeat. Good deal, good deal. All right. Well, thanks for calling okay, today, well, Toby. We appreciate it, bud. Very good. Thanks, you guys. And, uh, hey, hey, Toby, are you already on End Time Plus? No, I haven't. Uh, I've been busy and I've been trying to... This is the first time I've ever called anything. <laughs> well, um, we'll put but you I'm on hold. My Bible and, yes, sir. We'll put you on hold and uh, Sherry will get your email address. We'd like to gift you with six months of End Time Plus. So stay on hold, give her your email, and we'll sign that up for you today. Very good. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Toby. God bless yep. you. All right, we will go to Shirley now in Tennessee. Shirley, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Mm. Awesome. Well, I praise God for another day. I just would like Toby to know that he also has to realize the Lord signified revelations. He sent and signified it so that it wouldn't be quickly uh, um, understood, but that in the end times, when it's time for it to be understood, we'd understand. So not everything is in sequential orders. But um, my thought is this. We still can save America. And the Lord told us how. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, that's the one phrase that most people, when they quote this scripture, they leave that out. Mm -hmm. Turn from your wicked ways and seek my face. Then I'll hear from heaven and I will heal your land. We have too many Christians going to the movie theaters, going to the football games, going to the Grammys. They may complain about the satanic stuff, but they're in there in the room. We need to turn our backs on this world and focus our attention on Christ. Then we can save America. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Nothing. You know, I hear people saying that um, God's going to judge these people in America. Who are the, these people they're talking about? They're, you know, what I'm saying is not everybody is living that way. Not everybody is doing this evil stuff. And I believe that the Lord's going to save his own. Now, Shirley, we already the have the Joe show. Are you vying for a Shirley show? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you know, we talk about America in the end times. So, so we have hours and hours of content about 
what America will look like in these end times, and we're with you. We think that America will be around and thriving, and what we see right now is not what we're going to get um, when the end comes. So we're with you on that. Doug, do you have anything to add? To, to, uh, Shirley doesn't need any motivation. So no, I know no. She, I know she, she was, doesn't need that. But That was good. We were having church in here for a <laughs> I, I needed an organ. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Shirley, we appreciate your call. God bless you. Thank you so much. We do have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll go to Marianne in Utah. Marianne, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, how are you guys? We're well. Oh, how good. are you? Good. It's been a minute. I sure love your program. I'm not kidding you. Uh, you so much information. I love the Joe and Shirley show now, <laughs> <laughs> and the Santa Claus and Rudolph. Oh, uh, the red nose. We got a new nickname, Doug. There you go. <laughs> Nobody knows our names anyway. We have people come up to me and say, "Hey, Doug," and people go up to him and say, "Hey, Vince." So. You know, yeah. whatever you want to call us is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, because I was the one that was always calling your reverse, too. So, anyway, my comment about this is because I worked on the railroad at an integrated steel mill for 26 years. Okay. The reason why I believe, I really do think, that that Ohio derailment was pre-planned because uh, we would build rail in a steel mill. I mean, we had more chemicals and tankers and everything coming up um, everywhere, you know, just to make steel, you know, benzene, you had sulfate, you had all kinds of chemicals. But I'll tell you what, when you had a derailment, you'd sure, you surely didn't shoot them with a gun and blow them up. Mm. We'd build rail to it. They had some fabulous equipment, UP Railroad and all them, that would come in and re-rail the, the train cars you don't blow them up. That's why I believe, honestly, Pete Buttigieg and all them took them three weeks to even think about visiting uh, the area because it was so dangerous. I believe it's extremely dangerous. Marianne, did you ever deal with a uh, chemical spill? Oh, yes, we have. We have because, and I did work out there for 26 years, and they are poisonous. That's why. What'd you do? Um, I worked on the railroad, like through. I mean, I mean, when there was a chemical spill, how'd you handle that? Well, with kid gloves. I mean, <laughs> the EPA was called in. All kinds of people was called in. Um, it wasn't like you blow them up with a shotgun. Believe me, right. you'd build a railroad up to it. You'd uh, try to uh, suction up the chemicals and get rid of them, and then you had to dig to China, basically. To get all the contaminated uh, dirt and right. gravel, uh, railroad tracks, whatever. Let me ask you this: Who sure. who would make the call to catch the chemicals on fire? Who who would be in charge of that? Uh, if it's not the railroad, right, that would make that call. Who would make that call? Um, the EPA. Okay. The EPA, uh, all that uh, hazmat. Every everybody concerned. Um, well, everybody concerned. Mm -hmm. They would be called in first to even... I mean, you had to have gas masks. You had to be um, loaded with everything. That's why I believe this was pre-planned. Yeah. Because well, Marianne, we appreciate your perspective. It's certainly uh, not like any that we could offer or that we've heard before. So we certainly appreciate your expertise Absolutely. calling in and sharing that perspective. It's 
very interesting. So God bless you. We always appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Minnesota now. Molly is uh, watching there. Molly, welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hi, Molly. Hi. Um, say, going through all this um, and going to the um, Jerusalem Prophecy College, of course, my mind's going absolutely nuts with all this. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the thoughts that I had is, could there be the reason that we don't see Russia in the end time government is that they've merged, um, I mean, China, mm-hmm. that they've merged with Russia because they're in, they're in talks right now. I, I don't believe so because I don't know how, we would, how that beast would look if that were to happen. I think that when, when the Lord gives us those images of the beast in Daniel 7, uh, just mm-hmm. like with the leopard, we understand that the leopard has the wings of a fowl on its back. Well, that shows us that France and Germany are in alliance together. We don't see anything except for bones of contingency or, or these three ribs. Uh, which China has often called bones of contingency with Russia because of three different areas that Russia uh, received during wartime that they kind of took over and conquered. So I I don't know that because I just don't see it in Scripture. Uh, Okay. So I can't completely rule it out because I I just haven't ever looked at it from that angle. But at this point, I would say... I, I don't think so because I think that those clues in Daniel 7 would have gave us something a little bit more solid that they had another kingdom that would align with them. Okay. And then just something that I just thought of while I was listening to you guys. Um, we have a nuclear plant here in Minnesota. So all of this is just kind of going, okay, when are we next? <laughs> so that's kind of been bothering me too. Yeah, I can, I can understand why you might be thinking that way, but let's just, uh, let's just pray to the Lord that there's coverage over places like that because, uh, you know, we, we've got to be on spiritual high alert right now as well as, you know, being a, aware of our surroundings and what could happen in different areas. But we, we definitely need to be on a spiritual high alert. And I, I know uh, because I talked to so many people throughout the week that a lot of people feel in their spirit that we really need to be prayed up. And so I, I would just encourage everybody, we got to get prayed up. Thanks for your call, Molly. We appreciate it very much. Uh, we do pray here every single day. Like we've said before, you can submit your prayer request at endtime.com contact. There's a form to fill out there. Select prayer requests. It'll come to us. Our whole team will gather and pray specifically for you and your need. Be sure to do that today. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com for thousands of hours of content totally free to you. We'll see you tomorrow.